Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sippy dogs. Sippy dogs. Sippy dogs. Can I, can I just like, I cannot control my hangovers or my alcohol intake because if I have one drink, I wake up feeling like shit. And I promise you, this is not even a joke. And I have not found a way to actually cure these hangovers. Mm. I've done coconut water. I've done eating a ton of bread before I go to bed or drinking Advil. a lot of Advil. And so CBD talks came to my door and they're like, please just try it out. And I was like, all right, sure. Like there's, this is maybe going to work. I don't know. You guys, mm-hmm. I've already run out of one box. It works. No, it actually works. It actually works. Both times that I've used it, I've woken up completely fine. I'm on the treadmill at 8 a.m. Let me explain a little bit about what CBD Tox is. It is a CBD-based hangover remedy that targets the physical and mental aspects of hangover. Mm -hmm. Because those mental aspects, man. I'm foggy. It's a natural compound found in hemp that can help you feel calmer, alleviate pain, nausea, helps your body get rid of toxins. I mean, it's like... It's like a sauna without having to sweat. This is like the holy grail. Yeah. Each dose of CBD Tox contains 40 milligrams of pure premium CBD extract from hemp, plus a range of all other natural antioxidants, electrolytes, vitamins, detox agents to help you feel better and to help your body recover faster. It contains zero percent. I'll say that one more time. Zero percent THC. So it doesn't make you feel hi it, it definitely doesn't. did no it definitely <laughs> didn't all right i'm gonna tell you guys to call to action because not only did they send these they sent us a bottle of casamigos so you know that they're a great company we have a special 20 percent off discount for you so go to shop.getcbdtalks.com shop.getcbdtalks that is dot com and use the code unwax at checkout they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose when you're trying it out again so go to shop.getcbdtalks.com and use the code unwax for 20 percent off you can also find them on instagram at at cbd let us know what you think because we definitely did and we love it what the f- is going on i like to party jesus honey wax much from Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unwaxed. Unwaxed. We were synchronized there. I know. That was pretty good. Getting fancier with these intros. I know. Sistine and I are a little tired this morning. Yeah, I'll be we honest. Have our, we have our energy drinks. I don't know. Should you we know. crack it open? Yeah, let's Ready? do it. ASMR. Actually, that sounded really nice. Cheers. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, we had a long night last night. Definitely was a little slow this morning. We've kind of been doing um, sober quarantine a little yeah. bit. We really haven't been drinking that much, Not which is too someone much. like us. I know. And our tolerance, though, has just been Yeah. So shot. we had one drink last night, and yeah. I feel like I got hit by a bus. Yeah. I, like You <laughs> put your alarm on this morning because you were like, I need to... Or last night, just because you thought you were going to sleep in. Yes. Does anyone else get this where they have a weird guilty conscience after they drink like i feel yeah. guilty for drinking therefore spending the day in bed the next morning yeah like i i my body won't allow it my body reacts now you know the sunday scaries happens to me every single week whenever i drink it's well, not just sunday is that like my body needed rest in the uh, 6 30 a.m no 
No, you no. can get up now. I've but, never woken but up then at I, I think about the things I did last night when I know I didn't do anything wrong last night. But I'm like, yeah. did I say something stupid? Did I do something stupid? Should I have well, not I can had tell you, drink? you didn't do anything stupid. Thank you. I think I did pretty good. I yeah. didn't really say much. We've actually, um, we're going to take it down a notch. Yeah. So <laughs> it was actually interesting. So the whole point of our show, we call it Unwaxed. And yes, we are naturally, we love to be goofy. We like to talk about zany topics. And we're unwaxed. And we're unwaxed. But that also means <laughs> that we are deep. We're going to be raw and real with you guys. And I think that it'd be interesting to open up the show with a different topic that we actually had a, talked about this week. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to talk about because I don't think a lot of people think about this. And, I mean, people talk about this topic we're going to But not into, openly. But not openly. Yeah. So we kind of had a big realization. Well, yesterday. I want to say you had a big realization. Yeah, I did. Sophia is a very deep thinker, and I don't like to think about my feelings. And she sort of yanked it out yeah. of me. So we're gonna. I think get it's into good it. to self-reflect. So yeah. I was thinking about basically what has happened to me during quarantine. I was thinking about the changes in my life, what we've been doing every day. And what's been positive, what's been negative, and we are thinking about what has really been the, the foundation and solid nice niceness for us. Yeah. Niceness is not the word. Comforting yeah. thing for us during the pandemic. The silver lining. Yeah, it. and I mean everyone's going through something hard right now. It's really chaotic. I mean everything's been progressive, but some things are digressing. And um, we have a pandemic where dealing with California fires everywhere. I mean, there's riots, This there's a hostile election. It feels very unbalanced and foreign state for us to be in. And and everyone's just anxious and scared and nervous. Yeah. And no one really knows what's going to happen in yeah. the next month, two months, or a year. Yeah. And I was thinking about everything before. And I was like, before the pandemic, before the elections, before everything – what was my main priority and i was really putting and i still i still put pressure i think you are like this too on working and being successful and making sure like i make money and i i have this career for myself i was not focusing really on anything else and i believe that my happiness would depend on my profession or who i saw myself in life Mm -hmm. and where i put myself and definitely put so much pressure on yourself i mean i think i do too but internally Mm -hmm. i think that we have this um and no one puts this pressure on us. Our parents no. don't really. But I think it's just the stress of, okay, they had their careers figured out pretty early on. We're in our early 20s. School is over. You should have your career figured out right. by now. You should be making X amount of dollars. And then on top of that, you should have this thriving social life. You should have this thriving like relationship, personal yeah. life. And like you want to be a good daughter. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And since the world, though, has been kind of turned upside down for good and bad reasons, um, we realized that. There's really one thing that has been the X factor of making this whole situation better. And I realized that it really is love, warmth, and a family. Yeah. And I believe that with everything that goes on in life, beauty fades. If you work on your physical, you always should be healthy, but beauty fades. Money can be taken away from you in a second. The world you can see can be switched like this without even a second thought. And the only thing that I felt has been my saving grace has been having my family around me. Yeah. And I go, okay, wow. So take a step back. My priorities and before were really about, especially I was not even thinking about marriage at all. 
I was not even thinking. I was like, I want to freeze my eggs, maybe get married at 35. Like, I really want to just work, 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 work. work. Make a lot of money. And I go, that's really not that fulfilling. fulfilling And Because at the end of the day, I'm going to come home. And all I want now when I come home to my walls is I want to have a kind husband and good kids. And I want you around and my family around. And I like to define family as whatever you define it as. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a husband or your partner. It can be a group of friends or one best friend. It can be your sisters. It can be that your yeah, whoever it is. There there really is such a loose definition of family, but I think nurturing those whatever state you're in cuz you could go from being at the top of your game to completely falling and crashing and the only people that are going to be around you is that family mm-hmm. and love and warmth. And I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm going to keep working hard. I'm going to keep working. That's something that is very passionate for both of us. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to put so much pressure on that. And I'm really going to start figuring out how I'm going to build, I mean, guess my own family in the future. Because you can't control people around you, the world around you, your environment Mm -hmm. around you. But you can can control what goes on inside your own walls. Yeah. So what do you think? you want to prioritize more now like for you Sophia is such a five-year ten-year kind of person I am I'm I'm like I don't even know what tomorrow brings for me yeah so for you what are you hoping to gain so I'm hoping out of this that I think something that everyone should take note on is to buy experiences and not things after this whole pandemic I really I just remember that buy experiences and not things when we go out to a concert or when we go out to a trip, you remember that way more than a shirt you bought or that thing you were just dying to have. The materialistic items can fade really easily. So that's something I want to do is make more memories, travel. Um, I really want to keep nurturing the friends around me because those are my people that have been the only things that have made me feel better during this. And I feel have like you been better at reaching out to people? Yeah, and I've been really reaching out to the people that are really super important in my life that I feel like are going to be those people that are going to be around me regardless of what happens and that are going to be comforting. Um, but the also another part of this whole thing that the reason why this all came up was I took a class at USC and this man came in and he is very philosophical and he talked about how he spent time working in hospice and he would be with these people that were basically on their last legs and repeat to us the five things that they said on their almost their last words. And it was really sad. And I wrote them down because I, I found them in my notebook. And I remember at that moment when I took the class, it was really impactful for me. Yeah. So there's five things that these people said. One, I wish I traveled more. Two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And then I think that's something that's big for us is that we always are trying to work and we love to work. But I mean, you time flies so fast when you're not really thinking about the moments day to day when you're just thinking 10 years ahead. And that's my problem. Three, I wish I lived a life true for myself and not what others expected. Mm. Right. And I feel like we can all get caught up in what people think about us and what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, to please them. To please them. And we're, okay, we're supposed to get the nine to five, and then we're supposed to get that finance job, yeah. and then we're supposed to go do this. And at the end of the day, you come home, you're like, my passion is music. And then you just wasted your entire life not really pursuing the thing that makes you happy. Three, I mean, four, I wish I let myself be happier and not be so angry. Yeah. It's really easy to get frustrated. It's actually, I feel like it's almost sometimes harder to be happy with things versus be angry at things. 
right? I, I mean, I get really frustrated with things easily sometimes. I think especially now it's yeah, like... Yeah, like the little things. I feel um, like my, my mood swings have been sort of all over the place. Yeah. One day I feel like I'm being suffocated and I'm drowning with my own like emotions. And the next I'm trying to wake up happy. So especially yeah. in quarantine, it's like mental health. You really need to check in on yourself and, and write down your thoughts and reach out to your friends. And do the things that make you happy. Be around the people that make you happy. Absolutely, That's the only thing important. Why I live a life when that is so short for us when and spend it with people that are negative, toxic, or you surround yourself in a toxic environment. And so the fifth one was, I wish I fell in love and was loved. All right. Hold up on the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Sink that in. I, I wish think I fell in love fifth one, and be loved. I think the fifth one is um, especially prevalent to us right now. Maybe you a little bit more because we have been, you know, dating and this and that. And I remember Sophia brought up to me the other night and she's like, OK, like, I've been going out with people. I sort of feel like I know what I want. And what do you want? In the beginning, what I thought I wanted when I wasn't really taking a step back was someone that was almost like as much of a go-getter with everything as me. Like, Because my emotions, I go, I'm on like a high, un- I have any high anxiety or I'm like very chill or I'm kind of all over the place. And I was thinking that would be fun to have someone like that. But then I'm thinking about what's been happening in the last couple months and I go you know what? I want someone around me that is going to be my rock mm-hmm. that's it I want someone that is going to be my best friend that is going to be my comfort my home well you go get them so and what about you I mean what what have you thought about have you because I know we talked about this but you guys I'm just a cold-hearted person no one has been able to melt my ice heart someone will <laughs> will find that person so I am really happy we got to bring this up because I think that we all need a little bit of a reminder that it's important to take a step back and really prioritize the things that are important in your life and what will make yeah. you happy. Buy experiences, not things. Surround yourself with your own family and fall in love. Don't fall in love. I mean, travel more, experience life. Don't work so hard. I mean, work hard at the things that you're passionate about. So everyone get out there, be on wax, be yourself. Ooh. We are really excited to have on Dr. Cat. Yes, you guys. We have a plastic surgeon coming on for this episode. And I yep. feel like living in LA, it's basically everywhere. Oh, and everywhere. I'm so excited to sort of dive in, ask her questions. She's a specialist in body contouring. Mm-hmm. Well, vaginal rejuvenation and tummy tuck is what her specialties are, apparently. Ouch. Woof. I'm excited. We have a lot of questions, so stay tuned. Everyone listening? Check, Testing. check. Testing. Mic check. I heard um, there's this new cool little trendy thing for all those little aspiring chefs out there. Yeah, it's called Green Chef. Y'all heard of it? Well, now you will. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company. And the meal plans, listen, include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. You guys, it makes eating affordable, easy, and your meal plans fit into everyday lifestyle. And if you're worried that you don't know how to cook and you're just like, I don't have the tools, I don't have the photos, I don't have the ingredients, mm. now you do. They give easy step-by-step instructions, chef tips, photos to go along with every step of the way, and it comes hand-picked and delivered right to your door. Sophie and I are so freaking excited 
Mm-hmm. To get our Green Chef delivered to our door, and because times are still a little bit crazy, they're offering contactless delivery to our doorstep for easy home cooking. Use code Unwax eighty to get eighty percent off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to GreenChef dot com slash Unwaxed eighty to redeem and for more details. Sistine, yes. Do you know all the things we love to do for ourselves, but we haven't done it yet for some reason? Mm. Okay, we've always wanted straighter teeth and a better smile, so stop putting it off. Thanks to Candid Straightening, your teeth are simpler, easier, and more comfortable than ever. Yeah, Candid Clear Aligners are comfortable, removable, and practically invisible, unlike those nasty wire braces, which we had to do for about six (laughs) years. Thank you. So transform your smile without anyone noticing. Plus, your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who is an experienced expert in tooth movement. I've never even heard of that, so they must be bomb at that. And it's all done from a comfort and convenience of your home. Yeah, they only work with orthodontists. You know, we got the OG tooth experts mm-hmm. on this case. Never general dentists like other companies. Plus, your supervising orthodontist will be with you every step of the way. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan. So you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know. And I personally love that. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than braces. So listen up, people. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all of my listeners can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to CandidCO.com slash unwaxed and use code unwaxed. That's CandidCO.com slash unwaxed, code unwaxed. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75, baby, on your starter kit. CandidCO.com slash unwaxed, code unwaxed. This badass double board certified surgeon who, although is well-versed in all areas of plastic surgery, is known for his signature natural-looking tummy tuck and is for being a pioneer in the vaginal cosmetic surgery and rejuvenation. This lady destroys all stereotypes and paves the way for all women to truly be themselves. This is Dr. Catherine Begovic. How do you pronounce your last name? Begovic. Begovic. Dr. Cat. You got it. I was going to ask you before. I should have probably done that, but you... Oh, my God. No worries. I go by Dr. Cat anyway. Dr. Cat. So. Perfect. That's easy. I'm not even joking. Like, when we heard that we were going to have you on and you even, like, were offering, we freaked out. We freaked out. And then you walk in the door looking so glamorous and stunning. Oh, I'm you're like, so cute. How is... The, like, you're, you really are, yeah. like, pioneering the way for, like, women and who do cosmetic procedures. Like, they... It's... A, it's Male dominated, as I yeah, very. Right. I mean, I think that when I came into private practice, less than ten percent of board certified plastic surgeons are women. So, like, think about any other field. Like, are there any other fields where less than ten percent are women? And I love the fact that you work on women. And I mean, these it's like breast implants or tummy tucks, and it's something personal to women. And a woman is doing it. I think there's a different connection there. I think when a man does it, maybe it's different. But I just think no one knows. Woman's better. Woman's better, better woman. Than a woman. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I always like to say, you know, there's real, there's good and bad doctors mm-hmm. in men and women, you know what I mean? But right. I think that for me personally, and also the fact that I've gotten plastic surgery done, so I'm, I've also been a patient myself, right. it just gives me a different perspective, but also just communicating. Like, I'm sure you guys know, like, when yeah. a woman sits here in your podcast, you guys are just going to mesh and have a different chemistry Absolutely. or different types of conversations than. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, you with like a guy. I mean, like even little things, you know, when patients come in for breast dog that you mentioned, yeah. you know, like we talk about, oh yeah, I'm so sick of wearing the padding or trying to find a bra mm-hmm. that you right. have to tuck in. And like, that's not something that you would necessarily have a conversation with about a guy. Because no. they don't understand. The struggle. the struggle. There's a lot of struggle. Yeah, and then for vaginal cosmetic surgery, which is something that I specialize in, mm-hmm. just like, you know, the tucking in with the bathing suits, right. and then you're in the, you know, like you're in the gym locker room, and you're kind of like feeling uncomfortable. Totally. So yeah. those are just, I think it just helps me relate, and it makes it more comfortable because, right. and I'm also open, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I think as as doctors or physicians, a lot of times, you know, we struggle with being vulnerable open ourselves like Mm -hmm. you know a lot of doctors feel like I have to be a certain way to be respected but I think when you can let that guard down and just communicate with someone person to person Mm -hmm. that's where the understanding the connection happens and I think that is what allows me to be a really amazing doctor just being open and having that communication I already feel this connection I (laughs) I actually just want to hype you up because I want everyone to know that you're a mother a surgeon you're a social media star. You have 1.2 million Instagram followers. You were in a beauty pageant. Did you you won it, right? I did. A, or, I did a lot when I was young. <laughs> and you did fitness. Um, you're a cover model for a fitness um, brand How line. The heck are you How do you do this? You know, it's interesting. Well, I've gone through different phases in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't do all of them at the same time. Right. But I think that. Um, I mean, I did model like throughout my teenage, you know, college. Actually, I modeled all the way through. And a lot of time, like most of the time, it was to pay for school. I love that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I went to Harvard for college and it was like super expensive. And I just had, you know, like it is when you're a student, you're just trying to find a way. So I would like, you know, teach, you know, the like I was a teaching fellow for biology and physics. But then, in you know, like on my off time, I would model on the side, you know. So um, that to me um, was always interesting because it was like, it seemed like such a clash, you know, back right. then. Like, oh, how can, you know, you're supposed to look and be a certain way, especially at Harvard. Like, oh, no joke, right. it was like, the, it was like what legally was, blonde, like the, the whole Elwood yeah. thing. What was like, the for stereotype real? for you then? Was it like, oh, if you're studying to be a doctor, you can't look pretty and model? Like, what Yeah, what or just it? or just what would happen. Like, actually, when I was at Harvard, like, the first time when I started there, mm-hmm. I li- I can't even tell you. I got, like, hate emails from people, like, we're here to learn. It's not a fashion show. Oh, gosh, um, come on. Just like that. It was it was literally like the movie, and I'm like, what? but why should it matter what you, exactly. know, what you look like? And vice versa, where, you know, I remember when I was going for med school interviews or Mm -hmm. residency interviews, they would, you know, like they would tell me, oh, you need to like wear glasses and dress down and, you know, maybe change your hair because they're not going to be able to take you seriously. And I'm like, why should what you look like on the outside, whether it's that you like to be glam or if you have tattoos or if you just have a different hair, like they should see you for your capability and who you are. So you look amazing. What do you do? For your, I mean, skincare, you just said to like look youthful. What other p- things can people do? I mean, well, I think that the number one thing, because I even compare my pictures now with five years ago, and I feel like I look a lot younger, but um, I'll be honest with you self kindness and self compassion are like it just, and just being good to yourself, mm-hmm. I think, are the mo- it's like the core of being yeah. able to like look glowy and young and feel good. And I just can't emphasize that enough. And and it's not something I would ever have known, like, my whole life. Yeah. Um, but even little things like, I mean, I get, like, eight to nine hours of sleep 
and and this is just in the last like That's two and great. a half years. I was say. Because before I was just like I used to be this like super type A driven, like I had a lot of personal wounds. Like I had a lot to prove. Yeah. And so I was really just like pushing, pushing, pushing myself mm-hmm. constantly and I mean, I barely slept, and I had all these projects, and I was constantly working. I mean, I used to operate Monday, Monday, what was it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday? Wow! Um, oh and God. which meant all I was day. working all, all the time, day, yeah. and I did like double cases, so I was there till ten at night. I was like this crazy person <laughs> working would... so much, <sighs> and I think that, but I, but I realize now after having done a lot of personal growth, it was because I just kept hearing you can't, you can't, you can in my ear. Yeah. And then at a certain point, I'm like, wait a second, I'm just like hurting myself. You know, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm at a point where I don't need to prove myself anymore. And right. I can now have my priorities based on my values and create my life around that. But also the fact that I can do Botox on myself consistently. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and that the skincare, so nice. I'm not even joking about the skincare. The skincare Huge. is like the foundation um, it's like the the palette that you like create everything like your whole glow on. Absolutely, so skincare is like a big thing, which is why I, you know, formulated and founded my own skincare company. Just because I feel like it's so important, I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. That's amazing because especially because you know what you're putting into these products. Exactly, and you know you're the so quality. Smart. Exactly. Well, <laughs> no, I'm very no, big so into true. skincare, and it's yeah. like I'm always sort of. We buy so many so products, like makeup, and half the stuff care. you don't even use because you don't like it. If you don't like it, it's it's a it's fake. It, was it just breaks for, us out, or yeah. yeah, no, a lot of it's just for for show, and it's not. They, they don't really actually yeah. do what they're, they're yeah, supposed no, to do. I, you're like you're so smart and so uh, like on it when you say that because I was I felt the exact same way and mm-hmm. people would always ask me what to use mm-hmm. and then like whenever I'd go to you know like one of those um you know those makeup supply stores or like a beauty store yeah. I would just turn over the label because I want to see like what are the ingredients mm-hmm. because. I did a lot of scientific research on skincare when I was, you know, in pla- the, at UCLA and my plastics training. We had like this whole research um, requirement, and so um, I had done a lot of research and published and spoke about like the actual ingredients. So then, for me as a consumer, I'm like, like I just want to know what's inside. <laughs> right, totally. And um, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I didn't feel comfortable recommending anything because I felt like I couldn't stand behind something 100. percent Like people are asking me my opinion, and I'm just like. I don't, I don't know. know. Or you like see one thing and it has like some ingredients you like, but then it doesn't, it's missing something. And then you're right. like kind of mixing them together. But work. then you don't yeah. know, wait, if I put them together, are they going to cancel each other out oh or make God. it? Well, so I'm so unstable? excited to try your. No, yeah. you will. Like, I'm telling I'm you, it'll so feel excited. like nothing you've ever felt before because. <gasps> oh, my God. And you'll appreciate it because yeah. I feel like you have the understanding when it comes to skincare to like. To be able to appreciate the details because oh, we are yeah. very because, like, even it. for example like hyaluronic acid because I heard you mm-hmm. look at the back you're like hyaluronic acid I will tell you this hyaluronic acid it has to be a certain small particle size to actually go into the skin See, to be effective had no I idea it's like that. a certain kilodaltons and it's and they've shown like they actually do they actually do studies where they have like different sizes of the hyaluronic particles and some go in and some don't so when I was you know working with my manufacturer I'm like I need to know the size mm-hmm. of the hyaluronic acid. 
in kilodons. And they were just like, what? This is just the hyaluronic acid that everyone uses. I'm like, I know, but it's really important. Yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't go in. It sits yeah. on the outside, then it's like taking like, you know, moisture out. Right. And like that one raw material took like, I mean, I think five or six months for them to find. And they thought what? it was a crazy person. They're like, you know, going back and forth. They're like, no one's ever asked us that. No one's ever That's like. so funny. And I'm like, but it's important. But you hit something that people don't notice and that companies obviously aren't acknowledging is that that particle size is seriously the significance between or the difference between having something that works and doesn't work. Yeah. But I definitely want to jump into your brand new show coming okay, out. Yay. Dr. So 90210. It's coming out September 28th, right? Yes, on E. On E. You guys, I watched the first two episodes already. Ha ha ha. How did you see that? I, I haven't it. even I got seen it. that. And let me, no, first of all, you look glowing on it. Oh, You look so you. good. Amazing. And everything that you're saying now, it's like you say with your patients and I honestly loved watching the relationship that you have with them. It's very intimate and personal and you could tell that they're there like feeling insecure about this and you really just put their minds at ease, which is like I find that not a lot of doctors do that or surgeons. So that was really exciting. So what can we expect from the show? Well, I mean, I this show is so near and dear to my heart. I mean, I have actually been working on this show for over five years. Wow. Like it went wow. through, I mean... It's a, it's a long story, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a project that I'm so passionate about. And um, it was an idea that, you know, I brought to the network um, through, a, through various channels because I just felt like there was a need to show plastic surgery in the way that was inspiring, mm-hmm. brave, and mm-hmm. transformative as it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, 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 what, the patients who seek plastic surgery are just so... Um, you know, they're so amazing and a lot of them have been through so many things in their life and they're just looking for a physical transformation that they can almost use as like closure on their past as, you know, their new beginning where they can just take off and fly. And I think that the media has just portrayed social media, sorry, it's portrayed plastic surgery so often as being like very superficial or surface or just super entertaining. Um, and which it which I think is is great because I think in the past it allowed plastic surgery just to be a part of like conversation. It, it let it be less taboo, so it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think showing a deeper side, really delving into patient stories, where you feel that connection and you yeah. understand There's such like an intimacy. why. Yeah. Um, understanding the why is just so relatable because it's not, I always say, it's not just a show about the plastic surgery patients or, you know, about four female plastic surgeons. Mm-hmm. It really is a show, like, about every person because everyone has certain things about themselves that maybe they feel a little bit uncomfortable about or a little insecure about mm-hmm. or even just the way that we evaluate ourselves Um is just so relatable, you know? So yeah. I just, the transfer, and the transformations are unbelievable. Like, I honestly think, like, oh my, God. my hardest cases ever <laughs> were on the show. Really? really? I was going to ask, like, you, seriously, you like, you guys didn't make it easy for me. Um, <laughs> was I nervous? Um, not, it's not nervous. It's just very, it was a little different. bit different because, I mean, I film all my surgeries for my social media regardless. So I uh-huh. am used to doing and they're like step by step like right. live surgeries oh, so i great. am used to you know being like being filmed while i'm operating i think what was different is just like i mean there's definitely way more people in the room than yeah. normal yeah, been- and and my or is like literally this like sanctuary i mean when patients come in like the lights go down oh, nice. i play these delta wave um meditation you set a sounds, mood. so relaxing um because 
uh, the way that patients go under anesthesia and have surgery, it really greatly affects their overall recovery and how they do. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's like this very peaceful, controlled, (laughs) you know, feels like they're going to like a spa, you know, like those like Yeah, that's lovely. And, um, and, and so, and, and then when I operate, I'm like, I'm like seriously like control freak. That's like my one place where I'm just like it has to be quiet. There's no it has noise. To be perfect. Everyone like no phones can be on. Like I have like this whole gigantic list of like my OR it. rules. Yeah. Oh yeah. You and have to. so um, the first surgery I I did on the show was like pr- I can't even tell you. Like when you see it, it was it's like my most challenging case ever. Like my patient had lost over two hundred pounds. <gasps> it was like the most like the most skin I had ever had to deal with ever. Uh, Actually, I'm so excited because. Speaking about surgeries, I found out you are like a pioneer when it comes to body contouring and vaginal rejuvenation, that mm-hmm. you just do an incredible job. And I've looked at all these like reviews and I've looked at the women that are. We, yeah. we were on your YouTube channel. Yeah. And <laughs> what it's called a labiaplasty surgery. Yeah. So I'll let you sort of explain it professionally <laughs> yeah. what it is. But um, the title of your video was like Designer Vagina. And so how often do you find, like, these women coming in for, like, the Gucci's of vaginas? You know, this is probably one of the most common surgeries that I perform. Really? Like, literally yesterday, I think I had, like, four labiaplasty consults. What um, is it? Can you explain it to people? Yeah, so, um, so it, just to review the anatomy mm-hmm. of the vagina, there's yeah. the outer labia, um, outer labia majora, which has, like, the hair on it, and then yeah. the inner, the inner labia minora. And so what labiaplasty does is it shapes... Or removes the excess labia minora. So, um, a lot of women have like excess tissue that sort of sticks out past the outer, like the outer lips. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it, you know, like you can, one, sometimes they can see it. So, like a lot of my patients tell me, like in clothing or yoga clothing or legging, they feel like they see a bulge. Mm-hmm. Or two, just because people are so active. And like I have a lot of patients who do spin class. Yeah. Um, they just, or even like with sex, they just feel like it's constantly pulling. It gets irritated. Interesting. And then, like, you know, usually they go onto my website and there's like, I don't know, 100 plus picture before and after pictures and then yeah. they just see They're oh it's like by the way. symmetric and tucked in and you mm-hmm. know because everyone has a little bit of asymmetry and um you know and I always emphasize the fact that everyone is normal like I have seen like probably more vaginas than anyone on the planet <laughs> and like every single person is different yeah. you know and then um which is which is fine and like and I just tell people that you know, there's no, it's not like a need, right? There's yeah. never a need to get plastic surgery. It's just a want thing. And so some mm-hmm. women, they just want to have it look nice and tucked in, and then it's not rubbing or catching on things. They just feel more comfortable. Do you have women, because I know this is a problem that people have brought up before about the porn industry, and mm-hmm. then seeing all these like perfect picturesque vaginas, and then these men are watching it, and maybe the women feel insecure, and they're like, oh, my husband probably sees this, and I need that. Did you ever get approached like that? You know, you would. I know that people think that that's what it would be, like the motivating factor. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I almost never hear that ever. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really like when women get this surgery, it's a very personal and almost a private thing where it's like in their everyday activities, like 
you know, they'll be doing like a spin class mm-hmm. or they'll wear something or like mostly a lot of time in swimwear. Yeah. And they just feel like they see it and they feel, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. They'll have to like tuck the lips in. What about post-pregnancy? Um, because I know women get like pre- varicose veins and like that stuff happens. Yeah, post-pregnancy, I think sometimes I've seen a lot of tears, you know, because okay. it rips yeah. through. But I have patients who are in like, you know, like they're 18 years old and they just, just genetically, maybe one side is like five times longer than the other. Okay. Or they just, you know, like everyone wears leggings and like stuff like that nowadays. So I think it's just more noticeable. And then just because I've tried to really be more open and just have it be out there as a subject that can be talked about without yeah. like any embarrassment or shame or anything like that, I think that more women are finding out about it. Because I have patients who are older and literally they'll tell me for like the last 10 years, they've just felt so uncomfortable and they're like Googling at night, like what they can do. Sometimes they've asked their ob or their primary care doctor, like, and they're like, oh, you know, why would you want to get that fixed? Like they're super judgy or I had one, why? like one patient, like their yeah. ob them to a psychiatrist because they said that like she had body dysmorphic disorder because she wanted to have surgery down there. That's horrible. That's what I'm saying. It's horrible. So I'm just like, I just want it to be like a normal Normal conversation where people can, if if it bothers you, there's a solution and you can feel better, you know? I just don't, I feel horrible for sometimes women. They always feel like they need to hide the fact that they've had procedures done or they want a procedure done. So why do you think there's such people carry such shame and like not and hiding the fact that they have plastic surgery instead of just owning it i mean it's always a very personal reason Mm -hmm. right um and so a lot of times things that make us feel shame have to do with our past experiences i mean that's how i think so you know on a personal level maybe somebody shamed them for that before or maybe you know they brought it up and someone you know judge them in a really harsh way and it created a wound that you know made them feel like it was wrong right i mean i think that the beauty of you know putting plastic surgery out there on social media or even having a tv show that really delves deeper into the motivation for why people get plastic Mm -hmm. surgery will really help you know it will help people just be more be more at peace and feel more you know, and feel less judged from being able to do things for their body that they, you know, they deserve to do. I mean, in theory, like, I mean, you know, we all, we all make our own personal choices for ourselves, whether it's hair color, lash extensions, you know, tattoos, piercings. I mean, they're just like so many, everyone expresses themselves in a different way with like, you know, I always say, you know, God gives us a body, right? And and so we have, like, you know, to, to be able to use it for what we want and also to be able to express ourselves however we desire. That. Um, that's why we have a physical form, right? Right. Uh, and so I think that it's just it, – it hopefully will allow people to be able to do whatever they want. Yeah. Just be to comfortable feel more, in their own skin. Without being – without having to feel shame because – there's no reason There's for no that. reason. Before we jump into listener, because um, we asked our listeners what they would want to know according to like vaginal rejuvenation and sure. bodies, I have a question about how much is usually a vaginal rejuvenation and how long is the recovery process? Because I'm curious. Like, so they're two different these? things. No, they're two different things. Oh, okay. So labiaplasty is the surgery that reshapes. And sometimes I combine it with like clitoral hood reduction. But that's mm-hmm. a surgery for the labia minora um, that removes excess tissue and shapes it. So the pictures that you saw on my before and after, most of them are that. Vaginal rejuvenation is a totally different thing. So vaginal oh. rejuvenation is a non um, a non-surgical procedure that uses radiofrequency technology to tighten the tissues and build collagen. 
So that oh, is like they're okay. two different things. So one is surgical and one is not. Some a lot of times patients get both. Um, and you guys are super young, so you wouldn't even think about this, but I'm just <laughs> telling you, like, as you get older or post-pregnancy, there's yeah. just a lot of changes It's like that happen to your skin in general. As we get older, we're constantly losing collagen and elasticity, and, you know, you know, like, I mean, I'm always, like, <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at my part. I'm trying to show you an example, yeah. but, like, you know, so the skin changes, and, like, it becomes, like, almost, like, crepey, and sometimes the skin gets loose. So, okay. you know, the, vag- the vaginal layer is just, like, anywhere else on your body, and so... Um, you know, radiofrequency is used to build collagen and elastin, and it literally just, like, tightens everything. And, and how long you, is that for? Like, how long is the recovery process? And- that one has no anesthesia, and there's no downtime. Oh. It's, like, just done in the office. It takes, like, 45 minutes. With a laser? It, it's not laser, because laser burns. Okay. The vaginal rejuvenation technology, it's it's radiofrequency, radio so it doesn't burn the surface, okay. but what it does is it builds collagen in the connective tissue area, and it also, like, increases blood flow and yeah. sensation. And so, like, for a lot of women also, it helps with incontinence, just anecdotally. Does it also help or, uh, orgasms as well? Yeah, I mean, so studies like- have shown that um, because it increases blood flow to the clitoris and the G-spot, which are right in that right. area, um, it has, imp- you know, the, the studies show that it improves, um, increases the number and the frequency of orgasms. I would do that after pregnancy. <laughs> I would do that right now. A lot of, a lot of girls do. What? I mean, a lot of people do it right now, but a lot, most of my patients, like, they're looking at the outside and then I'm like, hey, you know, like as an added yeah. bonus, we treat everything. So the two surgeries, though, are the, the clitoral hood that's a removable thing. And then the the, the labiaplasty. But okay. those are usually done together because you okay. want it to all flow. Right? All like flow you wouldn't want to have the, you know, the bottom two thirds, like the labia, wi- it's like the wings. Yeah. Um, be like all nice and symmetric and tucked in. And then if you happen to have like a lot of tissue at the top, you don't want, you want it to just be balanced and have a really right. beautiful curve the whole way through. And what are the prices between the radiofrequency and then the surgery? Um, well, the so the radiofrequency procedure is usually a complete, like a complete treatment is mm-hmm. considered a set of three. Okay. Um, and I do them myself. So, right. um, I mean, they're kind of, I mean, they're $3,000 a treatment. Okay. And then for the labiaplasty with clitoral hood reduction, it kind of varies based on the complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, just because some people have like, literally they'll have like an extra piece of clitoral hood or some people have okay. an extra labia. Some people have four labia. Some people are like, you know, so everyone's a little different. Mm-hmm. And so um, it can range anywhere from like 1300 thousand dollars to like up to 20 if it's like super extensive or there's a lot of tears and it involves reconstruction so it just depends but i have i mean the the way that i do the labiaplasty surgery is just a special technique that i have developed over time that like literally at like two months you just you cannot even tell it was done because i'll do vaginal rejuvenation and you cannot even see the scar line it is like Christine. I know who I'm going to after. <laughs> but I just tell patients, just look at the, if you just look at the before and after photos, you can see, because there's other doctors who do it, but they have a different technique, kind of like a traditional way that I had mm-hmm. learned it. Okay. But I would look and see like, ooh, like you, I, I think if you can tell that surgery was done, it's better not to do anything at all. Right. Okay. So the way that I have developed my technique, it does take longer, but I'm literally like, I operate with these three and a half magnifying loops and I, I literally go back and forth and I take like but that's m- millimeters just to get it as perfect as possible. I guarantee the women are dying for that almost 
non-noticeable treatment. Like they don't want to see no, no the difference. Like I would never want to just completely see my. I mean, if I've had a baby and then also see like the changes of it to make it prettier. Like I don't want to see all the scarring. But you know that you have to be precise to let these women feel so confident. Like oh no, this is no. Just I not- usually end up putting like over two hundred plus sutures in. It's like this. Wow. Real, I can't wow. even. It's it's really hard to describe. And like honestly, like if I. I, I would love to get a lady on myself. Oh I just don't dress. And yeah. I've like had like these dry where I've had like these dreams where well, I'm like able to operate on myself <laughs> and then I wake up I'm like, Oh, it's hard. Because I'm like shoes. I can't I'm like I can't no, I can't reach and I needle driver, like mirror, nah, it's not gonna happen. Right. But um but it's just it's one of like my signature special surgeries that I do. Um and and really it makes such a difference for right. women's lives. Not so they are thinking about it every day, but just so they don't have to think about yeah. it every day. That's like the whole point is just you can just go about your life, do whatever, feel comfortable in any yeah. situation or with your partner where you're not having to like hide, feel tuck insecure. things in. Like you're not worried it's going to get twisted in your underwear. I'm telling you, like really it makes it makes such the a huge difference, difference for the people who choose to have it done. I love that. Yeah. So we, we asked our followers to – if they have any questions for you, we pulled out two of our favorite questions. Okay. Favorite, because we, I think we answered so many of them yeah. before, but like these are the two that came so up most frequently. one sort of on the topic of what we're saying right now is how painful is the recovery for vaginal she said re- not really, right? No. So for any of my surgeries, um, I have a really gentle technique and mm. my patients don't have any pain. Even for my tummy tuck surgeries. Even afterwards. Even tummy tuck surgeries, which is one of the biggest, most invasive surgeries. Yeah. Um, my patients, most of them just take Tylenol. They're walking that night. Um, wow. I almost never have hands. anyone yeah. do Norco, you know, like t- need to take Norco or anything. I give it to them, but no one ever uses mm-hmm. it. Um, even for like lipo, BBL. So even for, for vaginal cosmetic surgery, mm-hmm. my patients take Tylenol. It swells a lot because, you know, obviously like the, you know, like if you get your lips done, your lips swell, it's like the same thing down there. Like okay. it just swells mm-hmm. a lot, but um, for all of my surgeries, the way that I do it, I'm just really, really super gentle in my surgeries. Not there's no, you know, ripping. Like a lot of people rush their surgeries. For me, I just take my time. I do it really gentle, control. There's like little to no bleeding, and my patients do amazing. They like wow. have like almost no bruising, Incredible. no pain. And I show it on purpose because I, I think a lot of people are afraid to get surgery done because of the recovery, or they think they're just gonna you know, look like look totally beat up after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I show on my social media like one day after tummy tuck, one week after tummy tuck, and you can yeah, see like that. there's no bruising. Patients are like, you know, looking like they're walking around, you know, yeah. they're not all beat up. Yeah. And, and and I think it it's it's really important because surgery can be done in a way that's gentle where um there's a quick recovery. I just don't like to hurt people. I <laughs> so love that. Even, like with, bo- even like with Botox, like I'm like numbing and I Aww. ice and I have this like little vibrating thing and I just don't like to, I just don't like to hurt people. Oh, you're just so beautiful. So That's for me, and, like this, it's important to me. Then the second question is, what is one plastic surgery trend that you see up and coming? And going out Gosh, of style. I have yeah. to see. So I coming mean, and going away. I mean, it's hard. To, I'll be honest with you right now with COVID. <laughs> you're like, like, I don't really know. You know, there's like all every single plastic surgery conference is on Zoom. And I'm sorry, I just can't sit there on Zoom. Um, I, don't blame you. I mean, there's like a few. I mean, I've seen a bunch of different things. I mean, I think that there's a lot of there's always new non-invasive trends like new technology. Um, I am always really careful about things that are like the new the, the new, trend. new trend because I'm always like, 
let me let people experiment for five years and then I'll try it on myself and then I'll do it on one of my patients, you know? But I feel like, I feel like a lot of the trends now are more about like having a more natural look. Whereas Mm -hmm. a few years ago, I feel like everything was like so exaggerated. Duck lips. With like, with the lips and the butts. And like people were really wanting to just to go super extreme. And I think recently, like a lot of high profile people have been starting to like dissolve their filler or like try to like have more natural shape and Mm -hmm. I feel like that has been the thing that I see more now because I think less and less people are coming into the office and like showing me these extreme pictures that they want and they're kind of emphasizing more like you know they kind of want it to look more natural Um, but I guess for me just because of my specialty and just from being so vocal about yeah. the vaginal cosmetic surgery like I just feel like so many more people are getting that done and Amazing. even in the last few months I think because like all the production houses have been shut like mm-hmm. I've had so many like you know high profile or celebrity patients come in asking for this surgery so I feel like wow th- this is a conversation or this is something that is becoming more open like I think I watched two movies when I was on quarantine and they are <laughs> talking about like you know getting vagina surgery and I'm like yeah. yes this Finally. is like a thing and so I feel like this will become something that's just more and more common and then also like when people just see what the afters look like they're like they're well like, you know sold. I want to have we'll that do it. well know? it's so amazing that you have this new show Dr. 902 coming out September 28th, that you have this platform to sort of normalize vaginal rejuvenation, normalize plastic surgery. I think it's so good, you guys. I'm so excited for you all to see it. Um, why don't you plug all of your socials right now? <laughs> okay, so my Instagram, my Instagram, Snapchat, and also my TikTok is Beauty by Dr. Cat. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are less squeamish and don't mind seeing more surgical medical stuff, um, my Instagram, my medical page is at surgeon, that's pretty easy to remember. Oh, great! And, skin, and if you're into beauty and skincare, my skincare Instagram is um, called um, My MD Glam. I oh. highly recommend everyone listening to go dive into this dark hole that I went into and just stalked the heck out of all of your. <laughs> I have it a ton so of videos. Fun. It was so fascinating seeing you do these procedures, and honestly, I'm terrified of surgery, but you made it look so like fun. I don't know why. I it think just we're both so considering now. I'm like, we're, we're coming we're to you. I'm going to get a Prada vagina. I'm so excited. I'll get the vagina. Gucci, she'll get Prada. Thank you so it. much for You're coming You're so on. welcome. It was so nice meeting both of you. It was so great. No, you look beautiful, and I'm Thank so happy so we met. Me too. Bye. Bye. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No! Kelly Clarkson! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. Hold up. 